You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 27 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. So, hard to know where to even begin. Dude. Shit's on and it's real. So, I just came up, I had flipped on the TV for a few minutes, um, and the latest is that the president talked about a lockdown for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, but Cuomo says he doesn't know anything about it. Well, this is his way of punishing New York. Right. right. It's not really. He doesn't have any interest in. No, and he he doesn't have the power to do no, it, does he? That goes without saying. But right. you know, the, the idea is he's going to show Cuomo who's in charge. He's going to show. Right. New York. And then, I mean, look, he doesn't care about New York because New York, as we well know, and we've talked about ad nauseum, right. is a solidly deep, deep, deep blue, blue state. Blue. Right. So he doesn't care what happens to us. Like, and I'm pretty right. sure that there's a large segment of the population that just says, well, this is a blue state, so if they're going to die, right. it serves them right. Well, look at Ron DeSantis, the governor of, of uh, Florida. Yep. He is now, he was so slow off the mark. He left the beaches open, the restaurants open. My mom has spoken to friends who've been down there, saying everything is wide open and so on and so forth. Now, they're going to have a disaster in Florida. And so what is he doing? He's been saying it's New York's fault. People who come in from New York and New Jersey need to quarantine. Now, that may be, in fact, the appropriate thing to do. But the messaging coming from the Florida's governor's office is that basically what the COVID-19 disaster that's coming in Florida is the fault of New York. Sure, because they need to find someone to blame. What a total douchebag, scumbag. This guy... Is such a Trumpster. Well, that's it. He was a. This is and, all and, taking their margin. And he left from the top. everything open. They didn't do anything in Florida until last week. If you look at the states, nothing. If you look so, at the states that have not gone on lockdown, they're all in the middle of the yep. country, solidly red states. They don't think that this Mississippi. applies to them. Yeah, they don't. Right. They don't think it applies to them, and they don't care. So, the mayor of New Orleans, they have a disaster, oh, a disaster. in New Orleans. Yep. Disaster. Detroit. And she said, Detroit. hey, we got no guidance at the end of February. We weren't told that there was going to be a problem. They, She said, look, we get our guidance from these things from the state and the federal level. Had we gotten any guidance, any warning, we were told there was nothing to worry about, we would have canceled Mardi Gras. This is a colossal failure of the United States federal government. Colossal. The colossal. fact that he even still has a job is it's mind-boggling. Un- Dude, not only does he have a job, his approval yeah, ratings are it's up. unreal. Uh, because they're living in an alternate reality. Or maybe we're the ones living in the alternate reality. I don't know. And then the, what he was saying about the governor of Michigan... Uh. Oh, my God. They have to praise him in order to get help. Apparently, the vice president is is in touch with all these people. So it's really just this show in order for, for Trumpsters, these sociopathic people. You have to own the libs. To, right. Own the libs. This is how we're going to own them. We're going to kill them. <laughs> oh, my God. And if a bunch of us die along the way, well, then so be it. Oh, my 
God, we are the richest failed state in the world. We're a failed state. I'm sorry. I was walking around. Meanwhile, I was walking around a little bit last night. Like I went out to pick up food, and Mm -hmm. walking around the empty streets of New York City, I said, "We are. This is a complete failure. Our our country is failing us. Failing." And what he wants to do, which is to open it up, is only possible if you can have widespread testing. And because in January and February, his all he had to say was fake news, hoax, deep state trying to undermine the economy. We don't have those we kinds don't of have tests. testing. Look, he can say all he wants, and we talked about this the other in the other episode, right. the last episode about how you can. Quote, but meanwhile, his approval ratings are up. How you can quote unquote open up the economy, like it ain't happening. Like he can say, everybody right. go to your church on Easter Sunday and worship, and maybe a bunch of people will, but that's not going to do anything for the economy. No, I don't know anybody who wants to get out. I don't know anybody. Look, it's getting worse here in New York. Um, it, yeah. It's getting a lot worse, and people are really scared. Um, yeah. People are scared to come I, into contact with other people. Yeah. You know, the, I, can, I, I can't even imagine what it must be like in New York, because everybody's scared here, but we're more spread out. Right. Well, here, I mean, you know, you walk on the street if you're going out for anything, and right. you, like, run to the other side of the street if you see right. somebody we've been do- walking towards you. We've been doing that, too. Like, if you see someone a lot harder to who's do coming the other way, you go you go on the other side of the street. Yeah. We've done that a couple it's of times. It's a lot harder to do in New York. So what it I is do, a lot harder to do what, in New York. What, I have done, what I've started doing when I go to the supermarket, if I, like, I yeah. went to Fairway because I wanted to pick yeah. up some stuff. I, and Fairway is on Broadway, right? Yeah. And as you know, yeah. I live between Broadway and Amsterdam, much closer to Broadway. So the natural right. thing for me to do is just to go out on Broadway. walk down Broadway. Would you go around on Amsterdam? <laughs> I walk to Riverside Park. Oh. Yeah, which is way wow. west, which is three, way west. three avenues over. And I yep. walk along Riverside Park and then right come back to Broadway. Because if I tried well, to walk down Broadway, it would take me a lot longer. And I would right. potentially come into contact with a hell of a lot more people. Oh, my God. So, But, you know, that way I get my steps in. I get to be outside for a little while. Right. And, you know, just right. hope that... I don't come into contact with anyone. And it's kind of crazy out there now. It's getting really weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yep. Yeah. So yesterday we had the... They were showing pictures of... They, they actually... Um, I saw... Like I said, I flipped on the TV for a few minutes. And they had a guy reporting from outside the Javits Center. Not a single car. Yeah. There are, past yeah. him. So, so yesterday we had the first reported case in our building. Yeah, you mentioned that. So there's a, I, I, you know, I, I'm not at liberty to s- disclose names, not that they're listeners of the Amen Corner anyway, because I don't really know them. Right. But it's a husband and wife, and she has it, and they're quarantined <laughs> in their apartment with their adult children. And who knows? I thought you had a death in the building. What's that? No, no, not a no, death. No, no. A, not a death, but a but a diagnosis. And, I, and there are elderly people in our building with underlying health mm. issues who are scared. Right. And right. rightfully so. Like, did they? Did those people come down into the lobby? Did they touch banisters? Did they touch right. the buttons in the elevator? It's frightening. So, what is? I mean, those public areas of the building. Yeah. Is there? Is there extra cleaning going sure. on? What's the guys who work yeah. in the building? That's all they're doing all day is cleaning, and you know, 
there aren't a lot of people in the building anymore because a lot of people people took off left they left the city they have other they went homes. to Florida no they have other homes in yeah. like Connecticut or right. upstate or in the Hamptons right. or wherever yeah you know it's the entitled building and they left right so those of us who are still here you know we're navigating the building and the building as I think I mentioned to you a couple episodes ago if you don't live here you, can, you can't let it in, right? come in unless you're like right. a full time like nanny so what if um, what happens when you get a food delivery they have to wait downstairs outside, and you have to go down and get uh-huh. it. And I haven't had right. it. So we don't right. do deliveries. Right. Um, but that's when they're not allowed in the building. I watched right. a couple of days ago when the doorman told somebody, you cannot come in here. And, of course, people, cannot come people in. get pissed. Right. Because they're like, what do you mean I can't come in? It's like, no, you are not allowed to come in the building. Right. Right. Uh, we, had a, we had a first – We well, we, I told you we ordered from a local farm. Yeah produce no and milk and cheese and stuff like that. But there's, um, a, a local businessman, a one, the owns a wings place or owned a wings place. It's closed. Yeah. And I've been in touch with him and he said he would cook for us. And so we ordered a dinner from him and he, and this is what we did. He showed it. He texted me. He said, I'm on my way. Yeah. And he said, I'm five minutes away. And I went out, I put cash in an envelope underneath the doormat. Yeah. He came, he brought it up, the driver, he left it outside the door. It was in a, you know, one of these dish disposable uh-huh. dishes kind of things. I came out, I had uh glove like latex gloves on, and I brought it into the kitchen. Lauren and I scooped everything out of that into our own yeah. stuff and immediately disposed of his stuff. I and mean, he was wearing gloves and so on and so forth. Uh immediately disposed of his stuff and put out the food in the oven, which we will, when we're ready to eat it, we'll heat it up to a significant uh, uh, yeah. temperature. And then we completely wipe the whole kitchen down with uh, disinfecting. That seems, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think this through. Like, it seems like it's a lot of work on your part in order to save a little bit of work in cooking. Right. Well, we've been cooking and cooking and everybody, cooking, and the, yeah, and the, the, has, the thing yeah. is, this guy has no income. I get it. His fallback, it, yeah. his fallback is to drive Lyft. He has no income. So, no, and I totally understand that. But my question, and I, and again, I'm just asking because you know, like I said right. last night, I went out and we picked up. I went picked up food from a restaurant, and I saw right. in the kitchen that all the employees are wearing gloves and they're wearing masks. But at the right. same time, and we did the exact same thing that you did when the food came in right. in terms of putting it into our own utensils and right. whatever. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm a little bit wary. Like, how much human contact, yeah. you know, how much, how many touches came in contact with the food? Right. And it's, Well, they say, that, they say that if you heat it sure. up, right? But still, but, I mean, there's so much still. that we don't know about every day. It's a different thing, like... Does it live on cardboard for 24 hours? Yeah, Does know. it live on, you know, like whatever? I don't know. And if, so, if you are in your house and you have not left your house other than, right. you know, going out in your neighborhood, uh, but your wife right. leaves the house. Right. So if, so you, Lauren, if you get it, it and right. you don't know who it's from, like maybe it's not right. from Lauren. Maybe it's from, you know, the guy who cooked that food. You don't know. Yeah. Right. And we have no idea. But what we do know is that this is a hell of a lot more contagious than the flu. <laughs> right. I and mean, and I, I was, um, there's a guy I follow on Twitter who came down with it. Yeah. And he, he, hadn't, he hadn't tweeted about it, but he said one of the things, one of the reasons why he had a whole long thread about it is he said, 
people keep saying it's like the flu. And he said, people, this is nothing like any flu ever. And he described it. It is so frightening. And he wasn't, he, he, they they said that he wasn't sick enough to be hospitalized. And his, his description would have had me calling 911. Well, I guess God, God forbid you get sick. You're going to have to suck it up because you don't want to go to the hospital. It's very, very real. Unless you're really sick, you don't want to go. Right. Take care of yourself at home. If you can. Exactly. Well, if you can. I mean, the uh, the ERs and the wards, they're all they're all contagious. Yep. I mean, we are so fundamentally unprepared for anything. You know, um, my late brother-in-law, Glenn, his his cousin is the president of Mass General. Yeah. And they had him on on uh, I think it was MSNBC yesterday. And he was saying, you know, we're we're working very, very hard uh, at getting equipment, but we are about a week away from running out of equipment. He said one of the big mistakes that hospitals in the United States have made over the course of the last three decades or more is that just-in-time inventory. Mm, That, oh, it was efficient and we didn't need to spend money on equipment that we didn't need and we could get it right away as soon as we needed it and so on and so forth. And I guess in the routine, you know... right. Other than in a global but, pandemic, that works. Right, right, exactly. So it exactly. works until it doesn't work. And then when it doesn't right. work, it causes the system to collapse. Right. We had, um, yeah. we had a virtual FaceTime. We had a virtual FaceTime. We had a FaceTime happy hour with friends of ours last night. And she is, um, she works in public health. Yeah. And she said there's actually quite a bit of testing that's available. What's missing are things like swabs. Yeah. Uh, reagents. You know where a lot of the reagents come from for for tests? Italy. So there's just the supply chains are broken. Everything is broken. It is um, an utter, total, massive disaster. And I just failure. And this it's a total tiger. We're like we're like the Soviet Union in its dying days. Yeah. We're a paper tiger. We're the richest country in the world. And we have the worst possible response to this. And it's you know what? all to the, the result of the choices that we've made over the last 40 minute. years. 40 years, exactly. Do you know that Nordstrom is the largest employer of tailors in the country? Guess what? Nordstrom is paying everybody who works for them. Yep. And they put their tailors to work. Making masks. Making masks. Yep. I'm not surprised. Making masks. This, I mean, but but like this is this is crazy. This hopefully we, is the death knell of neoliberal economics. Liberal. I mean, we the, the fact that there are people who have no social safety net. Exactly. Like this wings guy, uh, my wings guy, he has no income, and no and no savings and no savings. Right. I, I mean, he was a restaurateur. You put all your money into it. No savings and no income. And there you have it. And because you have health care that's connected to your job, when you lose your job... Right. Which is an accident of history. No other industrialized country has that. This is American exceptionalism. Right. We're number one. Right. Hey, now we are actually number one. Number one case... So meanwhile... The coronavirus... Meanwhile, the the virus and the cases of COVID-19 are now 
spreading. So everything, the, the idea was that things that were coming from the West Coast, Seattle was hit and so on and so forth and slowly marched. Now it's slowly marching its way back across the country because you have hotspots in Louisiana, Detroit, Chicago, uh, a number of other places. It's just going to become unmanageable in places where there are large concentrations of people tend to be blue places. Well, exactly. So uh, a lot of these states that don't have large populations, they're going to be spared because there just right. aren't a lot of people there. Right, right. Wyoming, North and South Dakota, and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, those those guys will hoard whatever ventilators that they have just in case. So that's, again, another, another problem with the federal response is that you have to be able to put, put this equipment in places where it's yeah. needed. They need to take... The, the state needs to intervene, the federal government needs to intervene and direct, as Cuomo said earlier in the week, direct the ventilators right. to the places where they are needed most. And then when they're finished in those places, they go to the next place. And then the president says he doesn't feel like they'll need as, as many. And that's <laughs> based feel. on nothing other than his <laughs> gut feeling, which is based entirely <laughs> on what's politically expedient for him. Yeah, my God. So let's ignore science, let's ignore facts, and let's go with what I think. Yep. And that works for right. 35% of the population. They think that that's right. Well, apparently more, because he's, he's his 52% approval rating on this. 52% of the people believe he's doing a, a good job. Okay, but let's look at this a different way. What okay. was George W. Bush's approval rating right after 9-11? It was higher than 52%. Yes. Much higher. Right. So, pre- so people generally during a time of crisis, they gr- rally, around, they the rally around the president. But, but, but even, the, even, even George W. Bush, who had a, a significant trouble being uh, eloquent and say the right things, was actually, post 9-11, were some of his finest moments. This president has not had a fine moment. Well, according to you, according <laughs> to his followers, he's had several fine moments. What? Uh, you know, that time where he, you know, told Cuomo where to get off, and that time where he managed and that woman, that time where he managed the crisis really well, and you know, it's not I his mean, fault that he inherited a bad system from Obama. It's really not his fault. The buck stops anywhere but with him. So he so takes no I just looked up. I just no looked up George George W. Bush's approval ratings. Yeah. Um. Approval ratings of greater than 85%, yep. peaking at 92% what year? In, the, in the for about four months after the attacks on New York and Washington. So we're talking September about 2001. like October of 2001? Four months. Okay. So 52% yeah. right now, even though we think like that's high, it's actually pretty low. Right. Let's look at it that way. Let's be optimists but, for a second. Okay. It's very, very hard yeah, under the current circumstances second. to be optimistic about anything. And like, and here's the thing. What, one of the things that's making it really, 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 really hard is that you had about two or three days in Italy where the number of cases remained steady yeah. and the number of deaths remained steady. So it seemed like it was leveling off. And then yesterday, yeah. it was like at 600, between six and 700 deaths. Yeah. Yesterday, 1,000 people in Italy died. That's, that's insane. That just yeah, gutted me horrible. last night. Like Italy's been on lockdown for three weeks. Yeah, and it's and a thousand people died yesterday. Again, an older population, right. but still, but still, they're human but beings. But still, 
human beings, human lives. Right. No, no, no. But you're just trying to get grasp what could possibly happen here. It's happening. Here. It's happening. Exactly. It's happening. And we're, and we How can, many people died in New York yesterday? Almost 300, I know, right? I can't even look at the numbers. I think it was 284. I, I honestly, I don't even look at the numbers because it's just... No, I, I get it. Mind-boggling. I get it. I get it. One the grimmest, the grimmest thing is every morning I log on to the Hopkins Corona map uh-huh. just to see where yeah. the most hard hit countries are. It's we're number, really, we're number one. It's, America. it's horrible. It's Amer- so American number one. I don't know. I mean, there's the only bright spot that I can discern this week yeah. was my discovery that one Popeye's is remaining open. Yes. Popeye's delivers and is waiving the delivery fee. Have you ordered? No. Yeah. So I'm going to get there. I have a. I ha, I want to just pivot for one second to a nice amen corner yeah. moment. Yeah. Go. So I was walking yesterday. Uh, I went to the supermarket and on my way yeah. back. And again, I'm trying to avoid streets, but I was on Broadway, maybe a block yeah. and a half from my apartment, and I ran into. A good friend of mine who is an avid listener of the MN Corner. Nice. And as we saw each other and we kept social distance, we were six feet apart yeah. and we still talked to each other. Yeah. He's like, you're going to laugh. And he held up his phone that he was listening to and he was listening to the show. Yes. That's awesome. So that's a big shout out for Eric. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks for listening, Eric. One of our longtime listeners and uh, it was. It definitely felt good that uh, he's uh, like, you know, I was going to call you, but I figured I'd just listen to you here instead. <laughs> I'll uh, tell you, you know, one some of the things, you know, um, the 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 Zoom or FaceTime happy hours has been has been really great, really therapeutic yeah. for us. Um, the fact that Lauren and I were, you know, trying to like, it, it felt really good to order wings from this guy. Right. We, you know, and I, I gave him a hefty delivery quote-unquote delivery fee just the idea that you can help local people out in in ways because again like we've discussed on previous shows i have no medical expertise to offer i can't go i can't do do any of these things hold on what can you do were the wings good no we're we're having them for dinner oh you haven't eaten them yet you haven't eaten them yet. So, yeah. when you so he delivered them. I said to him, he's like, I know you want them for dinner, but I can come at such and such a time. And I said, that's fine. We'll just heat them up. Let's give him a plug then right now. So give him a plug. Sydney, Sydney, formerly of Wings on Deck, uh, is a wonderful, wonderful guy. He was the owner of Wings on Deck. It had to close. He's willing to do orders on an order-by-order basis. You need a couple days advance notice. Uh, and he's just a, a great guy with a great product. He really... He, we, I, I first experienced his wings about a year ago, and they're terrific. There's another plug I want to make. Hold on, before you get um, there. Yeah. Staying on this one. Yeah. Is there a website? Is there like how would people find it's, it? I, 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 I can give you, I can give you Sydney's phone Do number. It. Put it out there. In the, for our listeners in the DC area, hold on, let me let me grab right, it. If you're listening uh, in a place like Italy, like my buddy Matt. Yeah, that's like, not going to work. You get this, but you're not going to get it. All right. Sydney from Wings on Deck, uh, you can call him or text him. He's best on text, 240-491-8147, and tell him that again. I sent you Put that to him. Again. 240-491-8147. Great wings, best wings in the DMV. Right. And then the other plug I want to make is my buddy Adam, who is a, uh, a, lit- a listener to someone who I've been friends with since third grade. He is the, the owner 
and the CEO and the CFO and the COO of What's Up Promotions. What's up? And um, What's Up Promotions is do, getting together with a guy named an author named Damon West. And on Wednesday, April 1st, and Damon West is a big you know, positivity uh, speaker and so on and so forth. And they're getting together. They're going to do a a live podcast at 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday, April 1st. I'll throw the the registration link up on the Amen Corners Corners, uh, uh, Facebook page. And people can can listen. Uh, Adam is just a wonderful old friend. Um, He's the one who we put on all the lists. If there's an emergency for the kids, Adam is the one. To call it just and his guy has amazing stories and I understand this guy Damon West is just an uplifting uplifting speaker so uh, I encourage everybody it's a free event and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun nice all right anyway all right well listen look uh, I'm thinking about every but all of our listeners in the New York metropolitan area all of our friends all of our loved ones in the New York metropolitan area I'm thinking about you buddy and um, I just want to say I love you man. All right, we're out.